0: There we go. Three, two, and one. Deshaun Tate back here with you guys for another episode of Tate's Take. Matter of fact, episode number 95 of Tate's Take uh we like to call it as you know unless you've been living under a rock the best the most entertaining the most informational and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast remember to go and follow along on all social media platforms at tapes take hoops t-a-t-e-s-t-a-k-e-h-o-o-p-s hashtag you know we like to call it where basketball lives and i've got some breaking news for you guys obviously uh got some new projects that I've kind of been working on and some things that are in the mix some things that uh, I've I've been uh, working diligently consistently persistently on but stick around after this very intriguing um interview that I have with my special guest who's currently in the green room and going to get ready to bring him up here in just a second um, uh, amid the other breaking news, hence why I'm bringing him on. But uh, even more so, make sure you do your part. Go and subscribe anywhere you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, the whole nine. And uh, as you know, we always tell everybody that because you have a voice here on this platform, make sure you go and tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama as well. So go and find it any and everywhere. Go and subscribe if you haven't already. If you have already, go and tell a friend. Don't save it for the local barbershop and don't save it for the local sports bar. Now, what I want to do is um, get ready to bring in my uh, very talented guest. And there's a very interesting story that goes behind this, but I want to make sure that I do my due diligence and uh, make sure that I bring him on with us. Uh, so that he can be a part of the conversation because i'm not sure that i know anybody whether it be basketball obviously football uh the guy just to, for me personally doesn't need much of an introduction vincent turner a podcast host sports historian and memphis tigers number one fan make sure that you go and follow him along at miss uh, at best mr football that is at best mr football he is the podcast host of the 100 yards of football podcast mr vincent turner Top of the evening to you, and how are you doing today? I would imagine, I can see the grin, the smiling from ear to ear. Uh, I can imagine that you're doing very well, but I thought I'd
1: ask you anyway. How's it going? Hey, man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm blessed. First of all, I'm blessed to come on your platform, a platform that's ascending to its highest level. And what more can I say, man? It's been a beautiful day here in the Metro Atlanta area, and hey, it's basketball time in my home city of Memphis, Tennessee, the 901.
0: You know, what? Well, I'm glad that you say that because um, I want to share with the people just a small portion of of the story, uh, trying not to extend it out too far. But uh, when the people see Deshaun Tate and, and, and you, you see me with a platform or with my own outlet under my own umbrella amongst other things and just trying to find a way to find my niche and find my place, uh, in this business. Uh, the very, very first person, not saying other people didn't matter. Everybody kind of had their hand in when they did. Uh, but but when you look at Mr. Vincent Turner, you're looking at the very first person, I guess, to discover, if if I'm big enough to say that yet, uh, Deshaun Tate, and, and give me an opportunity uh, to be able to get on multiple different platforms and, and, and just uh, uh, be able to share my expertise and this brother, seeing my, my vision uh, and seeing some value in me. So of course I have to make sure I preface things by saying that and saying a huge thank you for uh, allowing me to be rolling with you for now. I think 2021, I think we got started in 2011. So 10 years now. So I do, I do want to make sure that I say thank you and give you your flowers.
1: Well, like I said, I really appreciate that coming from you. It couldn't be numbered but a blessing. But, man, you did the work. You put the time in when you came with me. Uh, I remember one thing that we talked about is that you said, hey, man, all I'm going to focus on, I'm a college basketball guy. I know the game inside out. And you worked and paid the grind. And a lot of people don't understand where you came from because who was at this station that I'm not going to name. It was some issues there. But at the end of the day, it shows you if you stay true to your game, don't listen to what people say, bank on your talent, then you can be a Deshaun Taylor. And it's glad to see you where you're at, young man. You earned every bit of it. Then nobody give this young man anything. He earned it through hard work, grind, and coming from, I want to say, not so much the bottom level but paying the price what you have to do in this business research believe in yourself not listen to nobody else and put your talents out there and it's great to see where your podcast is and the great guests you have and i'm honored to be on your podcast tonight my man everything and many blessings you earned it 100. thanks much i appreciate
0: that mr vince and uh uh you know for 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 the kind gestures and just Noticing that you know it's not always uh, the easiest thing. sometimes you got to step out there on faith for whatever it takes and bet on yourself. And I don't know if you're trying to make me shed a tear here on the evening, but I think that before I do that, it, it, it is a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a draft coming through so I don't want to shed a tear uh, with the stories, but uh, what we ultimately uh, are here for is uh, a big piece of breaking news, obviously just coming down uh, within the last 24 hours. Uh, five-star phenom. I mean, we can say so many different things. A lot of people calling the guy generational talent among so many other things. Imani Bates has committed to your Memphis Tigers, decommit from Michigan State, recommit now um, and choosing to uh, roll down there in Memphis with the Memphis Tigers. Tell me this, um, in such a short, small time and window that you've had since uh, seeing that, imani is deciding to take his talents to 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 the m town to memphis what are you hearing that the buzz is around the city and just some of the rumblings um around the town from things that whether it be things that you've read people that you've talked to and so forth
1: well i want to say this memphis a lot of people don't know from a college basketball perspective has a lot of history and before I bring up Amani Bates, I'll be wrong being a fan of Memphis so long since I was in my teens and not mentioned Larry Finch. He's the one that started this and really put us on this map. So I want to give kudos to Larry Finch and his family for making me proud of my school in the city of Memphis. Now, what I've heard has been like something unbelievable. Bill Street rocking. Um you know, the fan base can get a little crazy when situations happen like this. But now what I heard within the last 24 hours, Elite Eight, Final Four, maybe the best team in Tiger history. Um, cameras coming. Um, all eyes on the city of Memphis. Larry Brown has brought a buzz, the hiring of Rashid Wallace today. Um It's just been uh, unbelievable. and The people I've talked to are walking around with a lot of pride and really they're in a state of shock. Because if you would have told me, and you know me, you know how me and you go back and forth, that a player coming out of the state of Michigan, decommitting from your Spartan Sparty, who made the face of Sports Illustrated two years ago, would have been committed to the University of Memphis, I would have told you, you're out of your mind. You're insane. But the feeling in Memphis is unbelievable. The radio talk shows there in Memphis, WHBQ, 92.9 ESPN is off the change. Um, People are just excited, man. I I never envisioned this. I never thought that with the two players that signed in the last two weeks, Jalen Duran. And Amani Bates, that it would ever happen in the city of Memphis. And granted, Memphis has had a lot of great history, but right now I would say all eyes on the state of Tennessee and on the Memphis, Tennessee, that little town off the Mississippi River. And it's. I got all you right. now. Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Finish up.
1: And then finally, it's like. Back in the day, you might not have been born, I'm sorry, but it was a song that was out like in the mid-1980s by Stephen Aaronson out of Dayton Ohio, and he had a song, Oh, Watching You. That's how it feels, not everything from a college basketball perspective is ascending on Memphis, Tennessee, and that's where I'm from.
0: I got you. So with that being said, uh, you know, I I, I kind of the way I see Memphis is I don't think it's much of a secret. Uh, definitely. I can't speak so much for it since as a uh, John Morant has been in Memphis or since Cal has left and departed uh, ways. And, you know, obviously going on to Lexington and obviously there was that stint with Josh Pastner. But this has always essentially been and correct me if I'm wrong, this has been the NBA team. Uh, talking about the Memphis Tigers for Um, such a long time if there's a if if it's okay to say that in all respectful ways to the Grizzlies but um, you know they the the people there they bleed blue obviously and um, and and they're all about their Memphis Tigers really huge you know basketball town and things like that Uh, you talked a little bit about some of the things that you're hearing within the state of Memphis uh, I'm sorry, within this, the city of Memphis and the different, you know, talks around town and things like that. What would you say is the bare, bare bottom uh, of where this, what this team has to achieve? So when you start talking about the recruiting, when you start talking about the coaching staff being beefed up with Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace and obviously Penny Turning down Orlando, I would imagine, because he felt like there was something that could be really special to happen here at Memphis. Uh, and 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 this actually coming to fruition now. Those things have to come into uh those things have to play out. You know, we it's not a secret that Coach Cal uh has had some really good teams studied with freshmen. He's won one title with those guys. The same thing with Coach K and Duke in 2015. Where are you in terms of where this team, at least they have to get to this point over here for it not to be considered a disappointing season when it comes to the NCAA tournament? What is this point right here for you, Vance?
1: I'm a realist and I'm not going to be an old a boy fan tonight. With this team right here, what I like about it and my expectations, at least a sweet 16 berth. And then maybe a little bit of a lead eight. It's real hard to get to the final four because a lot of things got in play in place. You got to have good guard play. You got to have certain things fall in the bracket, certain teams fall your way. And I'm understanding of that. But when I look at this squad and what makes me have my expectations, I'm going to go on and say Elite Eight is, number one, this is a very experienced basketball team. I'm going to say football, excuse me. The Andre Williams was huge for them. Come, him coming back this season. Very mature guy, 24 years old, had a great stand at Evansville. You knew about that. Then came with us, then get eligible to the second half, and you saw how that team took off with his leadership and his abilities on the floor. Landis Nolly came on at the end of the year, transferred from Virginia Tech, ended up being the NIT MVP. Lesel Kunis, who I thought at the end of the year was their best player overall. Alex Lomax, there are some questions him, but he's a senior hometown guy. You got to think he's going to be moving on improving. Then you're looking at Tyler Harris, who originally committed to Memphis, played three, what, Two years in Memphis, went to Iowa State, decided to come State. back home. Uh, a guy that can really shoot the ball, and then the recruiting class: Earl mm-hmm. Timberlake, you know about him; uh, Josh mm-hmm. Miat, you know about him; John Camden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before even Mr. Bakes, even Mr. Duan came on, I thought this team was at least a team that can get to a Sweet Sixteen to get out of the first round. But with I these, agree with that. With these pieces right here. The stakes go higher. Of course, they are guys that's never played on this level. and You know yourself, it's different. But mm-hmm. to me, when you look at Memphis, it's almost like, I'm going to say Imani Bates has that type of feel that Derrick Rose had in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Duren has that kind of feel of Precious Akua. And... Those two players, you know what Derrick Rose did for us in 2008. He took us to the Final Four in the championship game. And Preshio Kruel was our best player two years ago. And you see how he's performing in the NBA. That being said, I know it takes time for the team to come together. But when you look at, I'm just saying this, you know more than this than I do, from a basketball standpoint, you got everything made for your team. You got experience. You got guys can go get buckets you strong on the boards. Let me throw Malcolm Danielson uh, Jr. out of Memphis East. Everything sets up for you in the Lawson brothers. And We got so much talent. I can't remember all the players, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. a team that, I, to be honest, i like to see the first day of practice, how they're going to go with it. Interesting. I understand this. It takes time to jail. Everything is not going to be roses from the start. You got a lot of guys, a lot of talent in the room. It's going to be competitive for playing time. When it's all sitting down, I think Penny Hardaway, the smartest thing he done was bring an 80-year-old Larry Brown onto his staff. And mm-hmm. Mr. Brown has a national championship at Kansas. He has an NBA mm-hmm. championship with your team, the Detroit Pistons, and he has mm-hmm. a lot of experience. And he played under the great Dean Smith in North Carolina. I thought that sure. right there. C-minute penny from everybody else in this program before Mr. Base and Mr. Jordan Sandy ascending sending us over the top.
0: Where do you, where do you presume that this team will be or where they need to be in terms of within the conference? Because, you know, and I also want to talk a little bit about some of the um, non-conference games that they're going to be a part of, obviously, in the Barclays Center uh, and Brooklyn is going to have some pretty good teams there. I want you to talk about that a little bit. Um, And so, you know, obviously the the big matchup against Tennessee is going to be huge. That was the only game outside of the national championship game, I think, that they lost when they had a team similar to this in 2008 was that team to uh, to Tennessee. So I'm sure that everybody's going to be pumped up. They're going to have a really good team, too. They got a really good recruit class as well, coached by Rick Barnes, another really good coach. Um, So just kind of want to get your take on some of the matchups that we will see uh, so that people can have a familiar feel with, uh, who they're gonna be you know facing off against uh, And then even more so, uh, what does this do for uh, what do you believe that this does for those recruits in terms of you know this being a, a, a year where the Nil is intact uh, what what does the city of Memphis? what does some of those uh, companies and what like what does that do for such a big recruiting class with, high-powered high-octane names like Jalen Duran and uh and and Demani Bates around there what does that do for them and having somebody like a penny and 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 some of those other guys on the staff
1: well I'm gonna start with your first question within the conference I think it's going to be a competitive conference of course Memphis is going to be at the top uh at best I might see them losing two games because you still got a good SMU team that's got Kendrick Davis coming back one of the unsung point guards in the country you got a yeah, central transfer florida. from tcu yeah mm-hmm. correct then you got central florida coach by johnny dawkins they got Darius perry remember him played at wheeler mm-hmm. then with Down the Louis road Bid. yep transfer yes, from
0: louisville yep mm-hmm. and then they
1: got another good guy that was a good freshman last year and Isaiah davis that's a good player and then of course you got the houston cougars baby i mean mm-hmm. they're gonna be tough coming off the of final four that. yeah whoever they got on staff they got Mr. Sampson yeah. coming back as head coach. He got a good player, Marcus Sasser. Uh, Fabian yeah. White is a really hard-nosed player, Reggie Chaney. Yeah. So the Cougars yeah. are going to be tough. But that being said, I expect my Tigers to not lose but two games in the conference and win the conference handling. Now, non-conference, they play up in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Of course, you got Xavier, you got Virginia Tech. Mr. Landis Noly is going to be looking at that because he played uh-huh. at this school. And, of course, there's yeah. going to be some that Gonna to want to start doing that a little bit. If you know we, you know what I oh, yeah. mean by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then of course, uh we broadcasting here in the Metro Atlanta area December the first. I will be there, and we could tell a friend of ours, Joy T, who is a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan. It's not football, but the Tigers will be invading Steckman Coliseum, and I will be in there hollering Tiger Blue. And then you mentioned the matchup with Tennessee, which is December 18th. Hello, Rhonda. That's my sister. I've already told her to get her apartment ready because I'm coming. I'm going to be right <laughs> yeah. there in Stone Arena. And you're right, Tennessee has got a guy who's a highly recruited point guard. It's going to probably be one and done, Kennedy Chandler, who is also mm-hmm. from the 901. So, man, mm-hmm. the season is exciting. Um, but I'm realistic. Um, we're going to have a bullseye on our back, the Tigers are. Uh, ESPN is going to be following us around. I was thinking today, this, if you was talking about mm-hmm. somebody having a reality show, it would be perfect for Penny to have a reality show this season. But, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know yourself, Sean I'm trying to keep myself under composure here on your show this evening because I don't want to act crazy. But, you know, I'm yeah. bubbling inside with excitement. I want to yell to the roof, hey, look at us. <laughs> I want to call not some bad. people out in Boston. You know who I'm talking about in Atlanta. You know who I'm talking about in New York, because y'all say the best basketball on the college level is played in them areas, but not this mm-hmm. year. Okay. All eyes, Like Stephen Arrington, I'm watching you and okay. I'm excited, okay. but I'm realistic on this. There's some other good teams that go have a saying in that, like Gonzaga. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But to me, I like the non-conference schedule. I like the teams we're playing. And basically, hey, man, let's get it on. August the okay, 24th. October me, I mean, the 24th was our first exhibition game against Lamont on. Okay.
0: Vincent Turner podcast. So sports historian, if you can't tell already, and Memphis number one fan, if you can't tell already. <laughs> uh from the 100 yards of football podcast make sure you go and give him a follow this dude has been i mean I, he, he helped me in in uh in, in in some very critical moments of my life professionally and uh, on some personal levels as well so i want to make sure i give him his flowers and all the credit where it's due and deserve at best mr football on twitter again at b-e-s-t-m-r-f-o-o-t-b-a-l-l at best mr football um Tell me, Vince, what what you feel Penny has to do here with a class like this. Because, I mean, listen, this is what going on his fourth year, I feel like, uh, now as the head coach of Memphis. And that first year, everybody's always going to give you somewhat of a pass. I mean, he has some pretty good kids. But he didn't have that experience under his belt as a head coach, uh, not on this platform, on this level anyways. And then, of course, the following year, you get – you know a James Wiseman who didn't play, but you still had really other really good players. Boogie Ellis now, who's decided to transfer amongst a couple others. Some guys have transferred out, some guys have transferred in. Uh, uh, you talked a little bit about Nolly earlier uh, coming in last year, but then that same in that same breath, you had a guy in Musa Sise who was there last year and then transferred out to Oklahoma State. So now, when you have so much of so much going on, so much movement, so many moving pieces you have to rely on these guys that is currently on this team coming up this year. What is something that you feel like if he doesn't do anything else, he has to do this, whether that's win this many games or whether that's no matter what the case may be, ain't even just about going to final four or sweet 16 or whatever. If you can name one thing, Mr. Football that Penny has to do with this particular team, what is that one thing that you feel like he has to do with this team?
1: It's very simple. Get everybody to buy in. I think that's the most critical part. When you bring a lot of four-stars and five-stars in, and you know yourself, it's a different ball game because everybody's coming from a situation where they're the main. They're mm-hmm. the one to talk about. But to me, I thought Penny handled that situation real well last year because he could have really lost that team when they got off to a slow start. But as I said before, the Andre Williams to me was the, Really telling part of that team regrouping and really doing well on the back end of the season and winning the NIT championship. And that was huge too. I think he gained a lot of respect. And there's no question about it. There was rumblings within the program. I, I wasn't close to the program. I just hear people talking. There was a lot of guys on the squad that was disgruntled, one getting shots, one happy with their roles. But at the end of the day, they transferred out and you saw what happened. Penny is a guy. A man, it's the next man up, Um, and you see that they've been replaced and they're not being talked about Mm -hmm. right now. And now Memphis is number one on the map. But if I have to say one thing that um, I would say is that getting everybody to buy in from day one. Is is
0: Is there a one thing, though, Mr. Vince, that he has to achieve as a coach with this team? Is there one of those things that he has to do, no matter what it may be? Is there is, well, is there that one... I mean, I would know, imagine that that one thing bare bottom would be that he has to make the NCAA tournament. I think that's fair, especially coming well, off of well, the well, NIT championship.
1: Well, I could say this. I will walk to Atlanta from where I live at here in Douglasville, Georgia, which is about 30 minute drive. If the Tigers don't make the tournament, I see mm-hmm. him as a lot to get in the NCAA hands off. Sure. I think for Penny, the pressure is on. But as I said before, what he has to do if there's, as you say, as far as expectations for himself, at least a sweet An achievement for him and elite. Mm-hmm. And to me, elite eight as a fan. I got but, you, no doubt. As a foul as a tournament, I don't understand your question, but I know where you're going. But you already know we locked in the tournament. See, but at the end Well, of I the don't day-
0: think I mean I I I'll I'll be honest with you, Mr. Vince, as respectful as Come I on. possibly can be Come about this. You, despite you, your <laughs> d- d- despite, listen, I mean we 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 talked if I would have told you that You know, last year, Duke was a lock for the tournament, and Kentucky's a lock for the tournament, and Michigan State's a lock. All of that would have been a total lie, and I would have been completely wrong, and I would have had to eat those words. So on the outside looking in, obviously, uh, they are all but a lock for the NCAA tournament, but you know how this works, and now protocols and different things, I'm not sure where we're going to be at with that necessarily just yet before the season starts. But I'm not feeling the most comfortable as saying anybody is necessarily a lock. Sometimes I think that gets used a little, that term gets used a little bit too loosely. I want to throw, show some love a little bit to uh, Hoop Baller Scoop, who well, I'm not really sure if he's a uh, he or she, I guess technically, I can't really tell based on the picture, but um, oh, like as, a, as, a, as a subscriber or whatnot. But asking the question, obviously, I'm going to let Mr. Vince answer that. Uh, briefly, because we don't have very much time here left with Mr. Vince is Memphis, the new NBA factory for top recruits, precious Achua, uh, probably the most notably recently uh, or most notably in general is probably James Wiseman under the Penny Hardway umbrella. Uh, what is your answer briefly to that question so that we can move forward?
1: I say the facts tell the truth, man. I mean, this year on this year's squad, we know Mr. Bates is going to be a, in the NBA. We know Mr. Dorn is going to be in the NBA. I think Josh Mia has a great chance of playing at the next level. I think the Lawson brothers have a great chance. Earl Timberlake is an NBA very player. Very good player. Very ask, good player. Don't ask me. He's from the D.C. area. All you got to do is ask Kevin Durant. He's very he's good. one of the top five D.C. players that ever came out. So I he would can. say – not to give disrespect to the Dukes or the Kentuckys or the UCLA's, but I would say probably so. I would okay. say probably so. And okay. as I just mentioned, and I like what my man, Mr. Who Baller Scoops, just said, all I can say is, you see right now, Mr. Tate, on Takes take on this great podcast, the buzz of Memphis, Tennessee, the 901 mm-hmm. is starting to come alive.
0: Nine oh one stand up. Let me ask you this. Uh, of course, we've got Vincent Turner in here uh, joining us, talking a little bit about the Imani Bates and Jalen Duran, and just uh, some of the guys that are returning. Going to have a very, very good team. Um, you mentioned something earlier regarding how uh, this could go down as the best or certainly clearly near the top. Uh, of the best teams that we've ever seen in Memphis history. Where do you think on the outside looking in with not seeing like, very much at all uh, of what this team is capable of and, and, and what they can do? Where do you think that this measures up with some of the best ones? Like, are you feeling very comfortable with saying that you think this surpasses the 08 team? Uh, some of the other very, very good Calipari teams uh, Dewan Wagner's team and some of those Where do you think that this one is going to measure up? Where do you think when it's all said and done based on their recruitment, where it should end in terms of where they will be ranked amongst the best ones in Memphis history and where you think that it will?
1: Well, me personally, and you can help me out on this, just say to reach the final four, you got to have at least three players that's going to be able to play in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, When I look at this team and I look at all the great Tiger teams, I'm going to say the 72, 73 team, Larry Finch, Larry Keenan, who played in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs, had a great career play beside George, the Iceman, Gervin, from your neck of the woods, Detroit, Michigan. And they had Ronnie Robertson, those three great players. And then the Mm -hmm. 85 team, two players that won the NBA draft. They had four players that played in the league. What more can you say about Keith Lee? Probably one of the greatest Mm -hmm. college players ever. William Burford was a six overall pick when he came out. Andre Turner who's been named head coach at Lane University. Kudos, Mr. Andre. I saw you playing high school, baby. And Vincent Askew, who's doing a lot of great things down there in Memphis as far as really helping the kids out with his foundation. That team was special. I thought that team could possibly, and I thought would win it all. That was the year, remember, they had three Big East teams that made the Final Four with St. John's, Chris Mullen, Mar Jackson, Georgetown was a heavily favored Patrick Ewan, but the mm-hmm. Villanova team up mm-hmm. yeah with, with Mr. Pinkney and uh Harold Jensen didn't miss a shot that night. And um mm-hmm. they had the other young man I can't think of his name, but that Villanova team won it. But I thought that 85 team was special. And then the 2018.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but where does but where does this one where does this one compare? Where does this one, when it's all said and done, where do they finish in comparison? When you talk about the best teams in the Memphis program, where do where do you believe that this one will finish in comparison to those ones? Because you just mentioned about three or four different, really, really dynamic Memphis teams. Where does this one coming up? You believe needs to and should, uh, in your opinion, finish in, in in comparison to those ones?
1: Well. I'm going to roll off what you said. On expectations, you kind of told me hold hold my horses because what happened last year to the pandemic, Duke, Kentucky, and your Michigan State Spartans had great teams. And they was favored going into the season with the pandemic. But with this team, if everything stays clear, the one thing about this team that separates all them teams I just mentioned, they got a lot of depth. They like they mm. got a lot of good players outside of Money Base and Jalen Duren. Mm-hmm. This team is, that is true at every position. That's true, and that's and one thing go, that everybody is going to talk about. And they can go everybody. Mm-hmm. They can go big. They can go small. They got good players. that's baseline and baseline quickness. But I like their overall depth. They can they can go at least twelve deep. If mm-hmm. you really look at their roster, well, they you can, know that's the thing, though, Mr. Vince,
0: is that. A lot of people are going to uh, take note of Jalen Dern and Imani Bates. I'm not really sure exactly uh, as to how good some of those other guys are, and I think that that's going to be a very key piece. I only got two more questions for you, and while we're at it, I want to make sure that I make sure that uh, make sure that the bills get paid. Make sure that we're doing our part uh, on 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 all accounts because that's a very very big part of the show too, obviously. Uh, I so I want to make sure that I want to make sure that the people know. Uh, exactly what we're doing here. The quick release typically is the quick release uh, segment sponsored and powered by Exotics Products by Curtis Smith. Look good, feel good, play great. Exoticsproducts.com. Give your skin what it deserves about time that we finally get to a point where we can do that. All 110% natural products, Um, no chemicals added. Just make sure when you get to that little checkout line, uh, hit that discount code, uh, Tate's Take. Your your 15% off. Let me ask you this, Mr. Vincent. I know that we're kind of up against it and we only got a couple more minutes with you here. I want to play a little bit of fill in the blank with you for a second. Don't be surprised if blank. Of all the things that we can mention when it comes to this team this year, what is the one thing that you can tell the people, don't be surprised if you see this happen? What is that?
1: Don't, see, don't be surprised if Alex Lomax played a level at the point guard position this year that he should have been playing over his years at Memphis. I think he's going to have a real good year based on the competition and the talent that's coming on that roster. He's a very headed player when he was a freshman in high school. He was very highly recruited. He hasn't had that type of career in Memphis in his first three years, but don't be surprised if he'd be one of the main positive stakes of this basketball team this season.
0: I want to ask you about this too, though, Mr. Vince. If I, I, we're gonna just let it be known for what it is, okay? You got guys that are now going back to their alma maters and and and, and coaching at schools and institutions of which they played. Um, you know, you 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 have Jawan Howard at Michigan doing things that a lot of people thought that Penny Hardaway was gonna do, but hasn't done yet. You've got as as. Good or lack thereof, in some cases, uh, in in, in some cases, um, not so good uh, of things uh, uh, of which Patrick Ewing has done at Georgetown. But he ended it on a very positive note by winning the Big East Conference tournament and making it to the Big Dance, something that we expect from Penny Hardaway. Yet again, haven't seen from him just yet. How much pressure is Penny Hardaway under? Uh, in in your opinion, to now live up to some of those lofty expectations? Because now he's in the same, you mentioned it earlier, he's in the same conversation with Coach K. At some point, you got to get it done. If He's in the same conversation as Coach Cal. At some point, who's got to get it done? In this day and age, I feel like winning the recruiting battle is a bigger deal than winning a national championship, especially when it comes to job security. Talk about that pressure that Penny Hardaway, and of course, this is our last question, but talk about some of that pressure that Penny Hardaway is gonna face and some of that pressure that uh, or, or, or or trials, tribulations that he's gonna have to make sure he overcomes because it's it's easy to talk about getting the talent on the floor. That's the easy part, but to get these guys from a chemistry standpoint to coexist with one, one another, to 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 work well together on the floor regularly, knowing. 18 years old, flashing lights, cameras everywhere. I mean, it's it's Hollywood and Memphis at this point. Talk to me about some of the pressure that you think that Penny Hardaway is under and that you believe he's going to have to face and, and what needs to happen to overcome that and make sure that the guys stay focused.
1: Well, I think right now, of course, he's under pressure. That comes with getting the number one um, recruiting class. There's no doubt about it. All eyes are going to be on Memphis. Um, but, the one thing I love about Penny is that Penny's always been a guy that's been able to ride, ride, rise to the occasion. The only thing he hasn't made the tournament and he hasn't won yet on a big level, but think about two years ago when James Wiseman just opted out and he took a lot of criticism for that. And then last year they got off to a slow start and everybody on the college level was killing them. And, mm-hmm. but you saw he rebounded granted. It mm-hmm. wasn't NCAA championship. But whoever got to start thought, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But whoever would have thought that at this point right now, as we on your great show,
0: that mm-hmm. we have
1: the number one recruiting class and getting two guys that are going to be legitimate all-stars in the NBA. But I want to end you with this. It's no mm-hmm. question that Penn has got the pressure. But think about this. Okay. When Mike Krzyzewski took the Duke job his mm-hmm. first years, he didn't win. I think Mm -hmm. his first year he went 6-25, and but he turned it around with a guy Mm -hmm. you had on the show, Jay Billis, and you saw what he built. And then think about this. The greatest coach ever at UCLA, John Wooden didn't win his first national championship. I I believe until 12 to 15 years when he was in the job at UCLA. But Mm -hmm. times are different. But there was expectations for them two guys. So you're right. The pressure is going to be amazing. It's going to be of course. But if you're talking about people that can step up, I think Penny Hardaway, not because he's coaching my team and he's from the city of Memphis, but think about this. Guy had a serious injury in the NBA. Before he had that injury, he was going on to do some great things in the level of great NBA players. He kind of stepped away from the game, came quiet. Then he came back into coaching, and he won a couple of state championships at East High. Now he's got Memphis. Expectations are high. Pressure comes with that, baby. But one thing I believe in Penny Hardaway is that this year is going to be special. And as we say in the 901, remember this word, the smoke is coming. Because when you get down in adversity, you got to come back with the smoke. And, me and you should know about that, where we came from in our days. And look at you, yeah, right? No you regroup and brought that smoke. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Pressure,
0: what, one, two, 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 one of two things pressure does, either bust pipes or make diamonds. That's one thing that I've always been told. And you better believe that uh, while Penny Hardaway does definitely have his hands full, he has to still answer those questions. We know what type of, much like Juwan Howard at one point, we know what type of recruiter he's going to be not just necessarily so sure as to what type of coach he's going to be. Best of luck to Penny Hardaway. Best of luck to uh, Jalen Durney, Monty Bates, the Tigers this upcoming season. It should be very interesting putting their name in the hat now with the Dukes and the Kentuckys and so forth to be able to go and get these top-named kids. And uh, it is definitely a huge achievement, Achievement, but it's going to come with some pretty lofty expectations as well as it should. So I'll be really interested to see exactly uh, what's going to come of that. Vincent Turner podcast host, sports historian, make sure I mention that part, and Memphis number one fan. I don't think they let me forget that part. From 100 Yards of Football podcast, make sure you go and follow this. You're talking about football. I mean, listen, this dude doesn't just do football. He does basketball. I mean, you think he's intelligent and a historian when it comes to basketball? Listen to me. He helped create exactly this of which you have subscribed and watching and listening to on a regular basis. Being Deshaun Tate and Tate's take on, on on this platform underneath this umbrella and, and having this outlet. And uh again, we thank him for that opportunity to introduce me into radio uh from the very beginning. You know, I've gotten some opportunities here and there after, but this is kind of where it all started with Mr. Vincent Turner and giving me an opportunity to share my expertise and and some of my passion on the game. So make sure you go and give this dude a follow. Y'all love football, it's football season. Y'all know I don't like to admit it but it is what it is football reigns supreme. This is the United States of America. Go and give this dude a listen. Go and give this dude a follow on Twitter at best, Mr. Football, at best, Mr. Football. Vincent Turner, I really appreciate you. And on your way out, please let the people know where they can find some of your content, um, how often that you're pushing some of your content and what they can look forward to in some of your upcoming projects in the near future.
1: Well, basically... As you just mentioned, um, I'm on a platform on Facebook, which is at 100 Yards Football Sports Talk Radio. I put up videos every Monday and Wednesday. I got a great team behind me, Uh, Jeremiah Long, Logan Landers, Kevin DeBoer Jones, who's a high school football coach here locally at North Atlanta, and we got a 12-year veteran, NFL greatness, Florida State finest, Mr. Bobby Butler, and all we do is talk football and try to tell the facts and be truthful about it and have fun. And that's just plan and simple and keep God first, baby. Vincent Turner, thanks so much,
0: man, for joining me.
1: And uh, we're to do this
0: again at some point. At some point, we're going to get into uh, bringing on some different guests. As a lot of people know that it's something that I like to do and get them to kind of break down different uh, conferences, different programs, divisions, and things like that during our college basketball preview. So I would love for you to uh, hopefully come back and join us and we could talk a little bit more Memphis uh, Tigers basketball, and maybe some things about this recruiting class and the team, the program in general, uh, that you've learned from this point until we meet again. And I do appreciate you for coming on, Mr. Vince.
1: Well, I, I like to say, hey, man, I'm very thankful, very grateful that you had me on. I'm very proud of you, man. Keep doing it. Man, you at the top. You're ascending. Um, people out there, y'all don't know where this young man came from, but he earned every ounce of blood in what he's doing. And I hope everybody understands, and it's proud to see where you at because didn't nobody give you nothing, you earned every ounce. And before I leave, all I gotta say, thank you for bringing me on. But I would be wrong if I didn't do this. <laughs> go Tigers, go. Thank you, brother. God
0: bless you. da 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 no, thank you so much, Mr. Vince. I do appreciate it. Of course he had to get out of here on that note, man. Dude, Mr. Vince, I want to thank you, uh, and thank you all for uh who come in here and, and uh uh listen and and uh persistently and consistently just kind of uh, uh subscribing and spreading the word, sharing the word, and just helping a young brother's dreams come true. Uh, we're going to have some more interesting stuff coming about, you know, we got more basketball on top of more basketball on top of more basketball to talk. So it is, uh, what I like to call the, the, the best three level, uh, podcast out there. And that's where we cover all three levels of basketball. And, um, uh, you know, I always tell people, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama where they can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast none other than Tate's takes so you always have a uh, uh a uh, um you always have a voice here on this platform don't save it for the local sports bars don't save it for the local barber shop. bring it here we talking here 94 feet long 50 feet wide 22 feet and one and three quarter inches on the perimeter for the for college basketball and 23 feet one and one quarter inches out on the perimeter for uh, for NBA. So don't ask me how I remember all those dimensions. I'm terrible at basketball except for when it comes to shooting for uh, shooting percentages. So thanks everybody for joining. Um, we're gonna have some more of some some of this good stuff that's gonna be coming up in the near future. Make sure you spread the word of take Take the podcast, find it anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. And that's going to now conclude episode number 95. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.